Fables of Latour, The War of a Thousand Dragons, featuring Quentin Foote as the Dungeon Master, Caden Chad as Corpse Paint, Christopher Wallette as Ember Waves, Kirsten Gray as Faye Walker, Knut Ellingson as Nordum Ironboot, and Kyle Trenholm Nevet as Valorous Rochelle. episode 29 the great northern rainforest part two because part one was so fucking wild we decided to do a part two and to recap that will be ken chad that is me so last week the red willow guild in the three gates had concluded the dinner when we had made the decision to stop Feather Tongue's carriage and demand that he send us to Silva. Because in the episode previous, Faye had received uh, a message from uh, someone important from the <laughs> Latour lore. And uh, we also cut to Corpse Paint and got the whole scenario of he just appeared up in the in the middle of Silva, he was quickly apprehended. He was confronted by Trilara, the queen of Silva. And later, Ven Devar and Vakar, two very essential characters from the first book, The Mighty Ven Devar, made an appearance, and it was as epic as you would think. Basically, cut a deal, if you can say that, of sorts. Uh, to let Corpse Paint go free as a symbol of peace between the Keast and Kintar. After discovering that they fought Horfrost, they also discovered that they have similar aspirations of ending the pointless war between the Keast and Kintar. And then the Red Willow Guild, Brom, Nordum, Murphy, Fey, and Valorous. I think that's everybody, right? successfully got bamped over to Silva with no problems, where they were confronted by Rexus himself. And they were brought to Trilara as well. And a deal was struck between them where if they can defeat this creature, this druid, that a gift would be exchanged between the two of them. And we fought some puma sheep. And now we find ourselves confronted with the druid. And Brom is probably going to die. We'll see. <laughs> we will no, see. We won't let it. We'll I'm pretty sure as, as Nordum put it, join the guild and then die immediately. And that's what you get. Oh, yeah. Brom also proposed to join the Red Willow Guild. Ooh. Very, very exciting. And I think Nordum graciously, graciously accepted. So I think it's official. Yes. That's true. Someone say it's a death signature. <laughs> mm -hmm. Written in blood. So you guys standing here in this uh, smallish grove, this clearing, um, 
see Braum kind of trying to peek through this circular wall of vines. And all of a sudden, he just kind of goes limp. And the vines just start to, like, encompass him and pull him into this wall. And you kind of look around. And you hear Vendavar say, uh, oh no. And you see that the wall of vines has dozens of half-decayed bodies, skeletons, just hanging several feet to some meters off the ground. At that point, we will probably roll initiative as we decide what to do moving forward. All right, well, currently, Ven is up first. And he is going to go and essentially just start hacking away at these vines that are grabbing Braum. And you see he's just swinging his uh, short sword time after time, and nothing is cutting these vines down. Um, that would be Faye Walker up next. Oh, geez, that's always good news. All right. What do you think you're going to do, Faye? Uh, seeing Brom getting wrapped up and tangled with the vines, Faye will run over with her longsword out and will attempt to hack and slash at the vines that are pulling him in. Okay. Uh, no matter how much you hack and slash, nothing. You, you and Van are just like going at it, alternating, sweeping at the vines that are wrapping around Brahm's legs and arms and neck, and nothing is working. Okay. Um, a bonus action, be stunned. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be my movement, part of my movement and action to go and find that like okay. find out about it so I think that'll be her turn for the time being um, when my computer isn't so shitty I will move my token okay uh, Murphy of course absolutely <laughs> to be perfectly frank in seeing him getting sucked into a wall of vines kind of get a little, you know, a little caught off guard so we're going to do what we know uh, we're going to step to the side that's a lot of swords going in not great. Maybe it's magical. Uh, pulls out the loot. Big strum. Uh, spell magic at the third level, because that's what I got. Um, trying it. I mean, they're vines. They're moving unnaturally. I'm hoping it's magic of some sort. And who knows? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so if it is a magical effect or spell, that is third level, then it's just a spell. Then if it's higher than that, and it is one of those two, then I have to roll against 10 plus the spells level with my spellcasting modifier. Roll off. And thank you for explaining that to me, because I constantly, I can never remember. It's like counterspell. It's It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. 10 plus spells level. I got to beat it with my modifier. Got it. Okay. Uh, So I don't know what is that. My spell modifier is plus five. Ooh, I'm going to roll good. this out in the open and uh, on uh, roll 20s. And I roll 14, so for a total of 19 for Dispel Magic. 
So I hope I beat. I hope no, I'd be better not yeah. be a fucking level nine blank. <laughs> so you see all of these, um, uh, the vines, probably like a few square meters, start to like droop and sag, and um, Faye and Ven actually start making progress on cutting these vines apart. Look, all I'm saying is this is happening. Is like, hey, move faster, go! They're not moving, they're not moving, they're not. <laughs> uh, just pure panic, uh, and then subsequently. Um, uh, I, I, well, clearly I see the, the handsome masked figurine next to me, correct? Uh, yes, yeah. Of course. In corpse? Of course, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, you famous bastard. You're in it now. I love you. Uh, and I'm going to be <laughs> bardic inspiration. <laughs> if, if the DM's cool with that, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy with that. Here's also, I. I think just for uh, just for the record, we would have been formally introduced probably on the way down from the tree. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm still Murphy for the time being until probably this resolves. Uh, but yeah, so you have a D8 to add to one ability check attack roll or saving throw for the next 10 minutes. Um, you can add it to your dice, but before you know what the outcome if before Quentin says it's a success or failure. Okay. Right. Uh, and I'm gonna just look back at Nordum and say, come on, short stack, let's get moving. <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss me, Newt? And that's my turn. <laughs> yeah. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it is your turn. Um... So Murphy is right. Sorry, he's. No, he, everyone is right where you see them on the map. Yeah, right. okay. I, I take like ten steps to the right to get a better angle yeah. on the diagonal, so I could like hit the wall of vines. But then it's also more just with a dramatic flare in front of you. Yeah. So okay. I could tell you to move at short stack. So. <laughs> um. When Ben was attacking the vines, it's yeah. probably probably like obvious that he has a magical weapon of some sorts no he he has a damn fine ass looking weapon but you don't think it's magical okay then maybe i'll try uh swing at the vines and i'll divine smite it oh yeah baby. see if that does anything just move your mini where like are you going around brahm or just right in front of you oh sorry yeah probably Probably head towards the same way Murphy was heading and right by Braum. Kind of okay. like right where he is, but kind of right beside him to maybe get closer to yeah. him. Okay. And that will be oh natural 20. Oh, shit. You. I'd like to think I inspired that by pissing you off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want me to roll for damage or does it do anything? Or... No, basically with that, Brom just kind of falls and hits the ground. Oh. And um, you see, like, the the vines quickly start to, like, form up again around where you gave that great uh, gash. And now with that, like, bit that you cut apart, mm -hmm. you can all actually have a good view of this being that is sitting cross-legged in the very center of this massive um, circular wall of vines. 
Um, they're wearing some kind of like monkish robes, it looks like. And Norton, can you give me a quick perception check, actually? Um, but again, th their skin is just tight and dark and wispy hair, um, clearly dead and has been dead for a very long time. That's a, sorry, perception, you said? Yeah. That's uh, a 16 plus two, so 18. Okay. Right on his chest, or their chest, I should say, is a very fine, pristine-looking medallion. And it is the exact same one that um, Lillian LeRae gave Valorous. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't say the exact same one. Yeah. Valorous still has his golden one, but it's the same sigil. I remember fighting. Um, did he? Did Valorous ever like say what the what it you was? You rolled. You made a check, and you you knew you recognized that sigil from your um, commander days. Yeah, bro. and she presented it to him as his house sigil. Was I there for that? I thought I wasn't there for that. Or was I? No, you were there. For that. That was oh, dinner. right. No, I was, was at the dinner. dinner. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm remembering. Um. Okay, right. He's Nordum lay off the hooch. And, <laughs> and with that, um, walks out three humanoids that in Latour are known as um, dryads, and they are essentially uh, humanoids made up of vines, roots, plants. Almost kind of like Groot, but like less tree, more, mm. more, more vines and roots. Um, three of those walk out and kind of materialize from this vine wall and just grip your throat, Nordum. I was going to run and try to jump in that gap. Uh, well, they were already closing if you were. Uh, okay. Um... But that's what? 10 points of uh, bludgeoning damage as these vines are just wrapping around your neck like a noose and are just tightening. <laughs> Half that because I uh, freaking chest plate. Nice. Um, do I do I still have the opportunity to for my other attack on one of them? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. I'll do that. That is a nine plus. Just forget uh, five, so fourteen hit. Fourteen is going to be a hit. Perfect. And, and I'm also now, oh. that is their armor class. Perfect. And I'm also going to divine smite it. So. Oh yeah, you are. That is going to be uh, nineteen points of damage. Well, that, that, that's a good strike on him. You see, he just kind of like starts to like collapse and fall awkwardly as these vines are shredded. And then they start to like stitch themselves back together. Damn it. I'd um, also be kind of trying to aim for his vine that's going around my neck to hopefully get that okay. off of me. That sounds good. Um, and it is their turn. 
So you see Ven just completely like steps over Brom, almost sort of like in a defensive position, and just starts hacking at this um, dryad that popped up behind him. But doesn't. He's just protecting him until his turn. Um, oh man. Ven gets nat 20 I will negate that with my... Oh my god. I, I ain't kicking the <laughs> shit out of that. I don't mean to. Uh, oh shit. I always forget what it's called. Sentinel at Death's Door. So it still just takes like normal damage. No double. Yeah. That's good. Um, my dice are hot tonight because he also takes 10 points of damage. Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I nat twenty you as well. And it's a reaction, so I can't, I can't do it again this turn. You were very nice to give it to Ben. Well, uh, th- that'll be twenty points of bludgeoning damage as these vines just same thing grip your uh, neck and start crushing your throat. Uh, uh. Quentin, fuck you. Fuck it at me. <laughs> and oh Forks and Murph, you see two more of these dryads step out of this vine wall, just kind of like materializing from it and walk towards you. And it is your turn, good corpse. Paint. Okay. Uh, having seen the natives of the great northern rainforest not really do anything against this uh, abstraction. Can I use my bonus action to do one of my strikes with the sword? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a property of your sword, for sure. Okay, perfect. Good to know. So I'm just going to roll for one hit of the sword. And that is a 14 to hit. Yeah, that's the armor class. Okay, awesome. And it's a 14 points of slashing damage. Tell me what happens. Uh, you kind of like cleave it down its like uh, collarbone and its arm kind of like limply, limply hangs there, uh, but it's still alive. Okay, so my sword, even though I'm a Kintar, did damage. Mm-hmm. I am going to try. We'll see how this goes. I've never done this spell before. I'm excited. I'm going to cast Command at the second level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to do a Wisdom Savings Throw, DC 11. Uh, that uh, it does not work. Um, so you, you cast it, and you just it kind of bounces off this thing, or you don't even think it makes connection with this thing um and what's your uh, passive insight okay. my passive insight yeah uh 15 okay you're pretty sure it's because he's undead no oh, okay okay well i'll just use uh so I had one action. I'll just use my extra attack and attack the thing in front of me. Okay. Uh, 16 plus 8. That's up in the 20s. I'm not going to bother mathing. 
seven, 16 points of damage. Okay, you see this thing just loses all of its rigidity and just falls into a pile of vines. Cool. And it is Vendavar's turn. So he starts hacking and slashing at this one that is in front of him. Let's get some rolls here, all here. Uh, misses entirely on both of them. Come on, man. You can do better than that. <laughs> um, Brahm, I need you to make a charisma saving throw once again. Okay. Uh, so that's a 15. Okay. You are stuck in this horrible memory of yours as a child where everything around you, your home and everything that you held dear is on fire. <laughs> Um, Hayden, does Corpse Bane by chance shout out that they're undead or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, he will. Okay. Say my spell didn't work, it's undead. Okay. Alrighty, upon hearing that, I would like to use my channel divinity and... Turn undead. Where did it go? I am blind. Get him. Get him. Get him. So, I know they have to do a, a, a saving throw of some sort. And depending on their challenge rating, I can... They'll be destroyed, basically. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, turn undead. As an action, you present a blah, 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 blah. So each creature that can hear or see me within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails its saving throw, it's turned for one minute or until it takes damage. So my spell DC is 14. So everyone within 30 feet of me. So I think that'll get pretty much every... Yeah vine creature dryad and if they are a challenge rating of uh cr one half or lower and it fails its saving throw it's just destroyed i can say that all again if you need to (laughs) oh that one's dead uh two of them go back into the vines and two of them uh, remain outright. Okay. So, um, calling out after hearing corpse paint, uh, shouted out, um, the ones that are running, just let them go. And that's my action, bonus action. You know, bonus action for the first time, Faye is going to cast Spiritual Weapon. So, holding out her holy symbol and basically chasing away some of these creatures, um, appearing beside her will be... We'll just do like a a sickle or some sort of weapon of that design. And that's going to be this thing right here. And that'll be my turn. All right. 
Murphy. Right. Um, so this thing came out of the wall. There's lots of them. Uh, there's been a lot of, of things going on just in general. But uh, mm. this guy's uh, gross, made of vines, and super close to me. Uh, so what I'm going to do is, uh, as a bonus action, I will minor illusion in front of me, in between me and the uh, vine thingy. And I just want it to be a uh, opaque sort of uh, cyan middle finger. Oh. Uh, and as this is happening, I'll use my action to do my um, draconic breath. Mm-hmm. As the, the middle finger drops, uh, it's just a very loud belch as Murphy pulls back and just... <laughs> and he gouts of fire uh, all over this. So I, I need a dexterity saving throw. It's only DC 13, so whatever. Um, God, it fails. And it fails, so that's going to be 3d6 fire damage. That's... Uh, and not bad. Uh, I mean, 12? Yeah, 12 that's... Fire damage. It's still kicking, but like it's trying to like pat out the flames, and it kind of seems stunned as it's just engulfed. Cool. Uh, Murphy's just going to. Oh. Right. Apologies about that, but uh, you're a rude fuck, uh, and he'll move and take the uh, take the opportunity to attack. Okay. <laughs> Corpse getting strong on, he's chasing me! <laughs> as you're kind of fleeing, you take uh, seven piercing damage as a vine just like whips and snaps your back. <laughs> Ow! <Ooh. laughs> uh, Mr. Iron Boot. Hey, uh, Nordum is going to do a, a buff. A buff round and cast uh, protect from evil and good. Uh, so it's against undead, which uh, all these seem to be. Uh, creature of those of uh, types have disadvantages on attacks rolls against the target. The target cannot be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. If the target is already charmed, frightened, possessed, blah blah, those are taken away, kind of thing. So, yeah. Nice. And that's an action. Uh, Nordums doesn't really have much to do for bonus action because that's a concentration spell, so he'll just end there. All right. Um, so, basically, uh, you guys notice Valorous is off on his own, doing his own thing. Of course he is. And he, he's just Valorous. been, like, relentlessly... Um, pounding against this uh, wall of vines. And he's <laughs> pretty much. And he's actually getting through. And as you guys see, um, quite a few of these dryads are coming to get him as he's like halfway through this wall. He also gets critted. One out of the three and the other two myths. Uh, it's a pretty bad one, even with the crit. It's only six points of damage. I gotta we get say him bad. We say good. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I have his character sheet up, and I'm gonna kill Valorous tonight. That's the plan. 
Kyle, come back. Uh, <laughs> Brom, can you make a strength saving throw for me? Or not Brom, corpse paint. Are you sure? Is <laughs> this strength? Okay, I feel bad for that yeah. viney thing. 17 plus 5. 22. Nice. You see this vine just starts to like wrap around your leg and you just kick it off. <laughs> yep. Um. Nord up. You I take six, six bludgeoning damage, so you can cut that cut that shit in half. Fucking with disadvantage and twenty armor. Yeah. Fuck. Six, you They're said. Little assholes. Yeah, six. <laughs> All right. Bullshit. Uh, and it is your turn, of course, Pat. Okay. Uh. So you D and D PhDs. Uh. If I were to cast a spell, do I still use? Can I still use my second attack? No, it takes an action to cast a spell, and you have to use a whole action to take two attacks. Okay. okay. Well, in that case, no time to cast a spell because I was going to cast protection from good and evil. I was thinking the same thing as Nordum because, like, because this thing is undead. Uh, now I just gave Quentin an extra strategy. <laughs> and also seeing that Valorous is getting surrounded, I am just going to hack and slash my way through these vine entities. So I'll slash the one in front of me first. Okay. In an effort to get him down, I will... Well, let's see if this hits first. Uh, 17 plus 8, that definitely hits. I'm going to roll for damage on this one. Uh, so 13 points of slash... <clears throat> 13 points of slashing damage. All right. That that cuts that one in half. Okay. Well, then I will not waste my divine smite on that one. I will dash up to this one. So it's directly in front of me to the right of Valorous. I will use my second attack to do some hack and slashing. And that's an 18 plus 8. D8 plus 7. Nine points of slashing. All right. And I will divine smite on that one if it doesn't kill it. Oh, no. It's still up. Okay. Well, then I will divine smite. Roll 2d8. And just load up an extra 12 points of damage in that one. Nice. Uh, it's barely alive, but it's hanging on. Okay, well then I will use my bonus action to finish this one off. Alright. Uh, 19 plus 8, so 27 to hit. Yeah, you kill that one. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Alright. Fuck the roll 20 dice, because they're sucking. It is Vendivar's turn. Point of, Next. point of note for uh, Kadensky and Corpse Paint. Oh shit, uh, yeah. Divine Smite, uh, if the target is undead or fiend, you also, per level, oh, yeah. so if you did it at a, an additional level up, it'll be 1d8, 1d8, but if it's undead or a fiend, you also add a d8. Oh, okay. Nice yeah. nerf. Thanks for that. Sorry. No, don't be sorry. It's good knowledge to have. Uh-huh. Then turns this dryad into a pile of trash. Uh, Kindling. There you go. Um, and Brob, you, you give me uh, another charisma check with advantage, thanks to Nordum. Uh, 18. 
Uh, that is the magic number. Uh, so Brom comes to and wakes up. All right. Bay Walker. Oh, boy. So the, um, the gap in the wall of vines that we're kind of, we were close to, is that like fully closed then? Yeah. Okay. So for bonus action, the spiritual weapon sickle. Whoops. Oh yeah. Will move. Why can't sickle him, girl. Sickle. Well, it's not going <laughs> to get very far because it can only move twenty feet. So. Yeah. So it'll, yeah. it'll get closer. <laughs> All right. And Faye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A couple menacing midair swipes. Sasa! Yeah. Sasa! Sasa! Just let him know you're coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Faye can't get there in her entire movement, so she will take her movement and her action to get close up to Best Buddy Valorous. Okay. I bet Adair. And. The turn undead does not say if it's like if it gets within my radius, if it does a turn, because these are new guys, obviously, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like a boof. It's like (laughs) a ping. It goes off once and then you got to go again. Okay. Because it's part of your channel divinity, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no point in concentrating on it anymore then. Because I would have to cast it again to get these two new guys, so... Is it a... But am I crazy? It, no, it's a concentration thing, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? I don't think it mm. was. I think I was looking at Spiritual Guardians, because I was also thinking that. Yeah, Spiritual Guardians, yeah, and uh, Weapon, I believe, as well. Yep, 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 yep. So, just kidding. But that's my action and my bonus action and my movement, so that's all I can do. Well done. Get- close in on these fuckers. Right. What is, like, so what's, like, um, because Valorous went off on his own, and I know Kyle's not here to RP mm-hmm. this, but, like, what is, like, what's Valorous's attitude right now? Is he, like, in a crazed fashion, or he's just, he thought it was a tactical thing to separate himself from the group and hack on the wall by himself? Um, I think it's more of a tactical thing. Okay. Um, you guys were getting swarmed, and he yes, he probably oh, had a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, and he's the only one making progress, so mm-hmm. now they're all kind of on him. Yeah. Uh, Murph. Right. So, with a quick strum of the lute, as it were, um. Just a, a short little ditty of, I can see clearly now your shit is gone. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire on the last two. Uh, so dexterity saving throws for those two guys. Um, uh, DC is 16. Okay, so one of them is not Fairy Fired. Okay. I'll put a little thing on this guy. The other one, if it's in their repertoire, can't turn invisible. Uh, oh. And attacks on it uh, have advantage. So, yes. uh, good times with that. And then, quick, everyone, look at me very quickly. 
Uh, he's just going to try and get everyone's attention. He's going to quickly make sure that he's uh, patted down. Uh, and he's going to strike a pose with the loot and just say, You can do it! Uh, and I'm going to use my bonus action to do Mantle of Inspiration. Uh, which is... Uh, as a bonus action, you can spend the use of a Bardic Inspiration to grant eight temporary hit points to up to five creatures you can see within 60 nice. feet. Each creature Ooh. can immediately use its reaction, if it wants to, to move up to its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Oh, shit, beautiful boss. lovelies get a moving! <laughs> nice work. Sorry, so, how much temp HP? Eight temp HP for uh, Nordum, Brom, Corpse, Faye, and I think I need line of sight, and I think I'm kind of fucked for Valorous. So I'll give it yeah. to Ven. Ven's right there. Okay. Nice. Um, but for those five just listed, you can also move without provoking opportunity attacks for the entirety of your speed, should you wish to burn your reaction. Murphy, at that point, is going to run over and Brom, you beautiful bastard, I'll put a hand on your shoulder. You're going to be all right. <laughs> and that's a start. <laughs> Uh, Nordum, are you sticking there? Or are you going to take your reaction? Uh, I'm probably going to stick. Or did Valorous get through, or is he still only partway through? He's only partway through. Okay. I'm probably going to stick here. Uh, now, I might have to roll for this, but do I think it was because of the really good hit that I got almost through, or was it because of the Divine Smite? Uh, neither. Radiant? Oh, neither. It, it was because Murphy cast uh, a very powerful Dispel Magic. Oh, okay. And it softened the vines. Mm. Okay. It's just as important as knowing how to get them hard there, Nordum. <laughs> <laughs> then I might uh, move over to where Valorous is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I might just kind of help kind of where he's punching just hack and slash with divine smite okay so no matter how much you hack and slash your okay. axe doesn't do shit all okay um, uh, yeah you start to think maybe Valorous has something here that nobody else does hmm. well he doesn't have that stupid amulet anymore you know that <laughs> uh, he then might have the amulet I think it was locked away with. I think. I think Nordum took it. Well. In the so box. yeah, you have the amulet of the void, but Valorous has his amulet that uh, Lillian gave him. That has yeah. his house sigil, which I'm guessing yeah. is going to have something to do with. Obviously, has something to do with this. Only Nordum knows that right now. Yeah. But yeah, I was just thinking the amulet of. Yeah. Stupid. Of house Stupid Arda. bullshittery. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The void. Mm. Well, it is the Druid's turn. And we're clumping up again, real nice, guys. Yeah. Have you learned our lesson? No. <laughs> no. No, you have not. Ooh. All right. About six more of these druids uh, materialized from the wall. Uh, Faye. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nordum. Kadordum kind of, sorry, before the end of his turn, uh, like put his back almost to Valorous's back. So, like, no one could get to him without going through Nordum. Yeah. yeah okay. I like that. That's cool. Then we'll do that. Okay. Uh, you take 12 points of bludgeoning damage, Faye. Yeah. As these uh, vine like arms are just like now whipping you. Like kind of whip. What is whip damage? Is that would be bludgeoning, isn't it? Slashing. Oh, I think Five it's piercing. I think it's slashing. Oh, let's see. It's slashing. <laughs> you take slashing damage <laughs> if it matters. It doesn't, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no worries. Uh, corpse paint. One of them that twenties you. Mm-hmm. No, it does not. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, for eight points of slashing damage. How many temp hit points was it? Was it eight or ten? It was eight. It was, it was eight. eight. I'm not that strong yet. <laughs> it's all good. Well, there go with my temp hit points. Uh, Nordum, stepping in the way now. You get nat 20 for 25 and then a 23. Ouch. Like damage or, sorry, rolls? Damage. Oh, well, rolls, yeah, sorry, rolls. Rolls, rolls, rolls. Dear God, Quentin. Rolls, 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 (laughs) rolls. So you take 22 off that crit, 22 points of damage. (laughs) Why am I worried about Nordum? And then 11 more, which you can cut in half to six. Oh my lord. So 17 total. You should multi-class as a barbarian and you can just take a quarter of that damage. <laughs> that sounds like cheating. I probably don't, I don't think so. It sounds like tactical injuries. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like breaking the rules. Okay, <laughs> uh, course paint, you're up. Okay, well, I'm just going to jump behind Ven. There's uh, two of them on my right, just behind him. And I'm just going to slash at them. 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, 10 points of slashing. And a slash again. Uh, 14 plus 8. Okay. 10 points of damage again. My god. What are you at there for total right now? 20. 20k. It's just barely alive. Okay. They're pretty close together, are they not? Yeah, they are. Okay, so if I were to swing my sword horizontally, I'm going to want to try to finish off that one while loosening up the other one in the same swing if I could. I like it. Let's say you guys are so densely packed in right now. I'm just going to say you go for it. Okay, so just roll like one to hit then. Uh, I'll take two to hit, but you can attack both. We'll see. Okay. Uh, Well, 12 is the first one. Okay, that misses. And th- uh, 13 for the second. That also misses, just fucking barely. All right, well then, that's it then. All right. Um, Valorous actually manages to get through and you see Nordum as he just like punches through 
Um, I'm going to say if you want to spend your reaction, you can follow him in. I will do that. All right. So you are in. And you see he's just like heaving with anger. And he stands up to this undead monk. And I'm going to need you to make a charisma saving throw. And I'm going to need him to make a charisma saving throw. I'm good at those. Uh, Yeah, somewhat good. Uh, Oh, and also, what was it? Because I got... Because it's... um, Is it trying to be charming, frightened, possessed? Charmed, essentially, I think. Because I'm uh, I'm immune to those right now. Yeah, it can't be charmed. Oh oh, yeah, yeah, is the thing. Yeah, nice. So it just kind of like washes over both of you. Um, and then Valorous strikes this thing in the head, and for a split second, there's like this unworldly divine light that just blinds the both of you. And next episode, when Kyle is here, you will see the same thing that he sees. But for now, that head just turns into dust, as does the rest of the body. And all of the vines crumple and collapse. All of the dryads fall into piles of their former selves. And all that remains of this undead monk is the pendant of House Arda that Valorous picks up. And that is where we find ourselves. I'm guessing if I see what Valorous sees, then I would probably not have questions on why he was so angry and did what he did. (laughs) I probably wouldn't have to ask him, like, why did you what? What's uh, going on? I'll I'll tell you what he sees for the group okay. for the uh, sake of the listeners. Um, you see it from a different perspective than Valorous. Okay. However, you are high on a snow swept plateau. Around you are the mighty heroes and villains of the War of a Thousand Dragons. You were locked in bloody mortal combat with several dwarves from your former life. Valorous is toe-to-toe with Princess Vaseneth. And you see half of his face is bubbled and charred and burnt and his ear is missing. And Vaseneth's Mama, her draconic ma, is bent and broken, and many of her teeth are missing. One of her eyes has been gouged out. And there's a necrotic look about her. And Valorous goes to deliver the killing blow. And achieves, achieves as such. Except he is skewered with a great sword, great sword through his chest until the hilt rests firmly in his sternum and the two fall to the ground dead and then you are both back in the great northern rainforest 
and you give each other a oh no and a knowing look at the very least and he, he just kind of he just kind of nods and he puts the the pendant in one of his many pockets like I'll be like um the you Isha the mountain hilltop yeah yeah let's let's save it for later commander we also need to talk about that at some point uh, but probably not now normal just walk back to the rest of the group and uh, probably go up to Van and be like, well, I think that was the person you were looking for. Yeah, I, 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 I say so. No doubt you guys make an effective team. Um, thank you for this service. Uh, any any time, uh, the Red Widow Guild will always be there to help. And um, you see, he goes around to all of those uh, skeletons that I had mentioned at the beginning that were wrapped and stuck in the Wall of Vines. Um, and he pretty much just starts like digging a hole until Valorous comes over and carves one out with his uh, bending. And then Ben starts putting all of the remains into uh, and collects uh, signets from each of them. And he says, well, are we ready to return? Are we done with this place? Is there anything left we need to achieve here or are we good to head back to Silva? I mean, I'm, I'm good. Um... Anyone else? Uh, I mean, other than... I'm assuming with the mummified corpse thing over there, it's gone. The troubles of your abductions are gone. But, um... At least this time, I think the problem is solved. Right. So, at the very least, a beer. A beer would be great. Um, I think that was horrifying. There were bodies in that wall. Um, I will reiterate this. You guys are insane and I love it. I'm here for it. And I plan to write many songs on it. But like, what in the flying gods was that? <laughs> you know, I wish I could give you an explanation there, Murphy. It's, it's, we're, we're fine. We're fine. We'll, we'll make something up. That's all good stories do. All good stories, Ven says uh, the, the great northern rainforest is a, a living entity in and of itself. I mean, clearly this monk figured out how to become one with it and control it, unlike I'd ever seen before. If that if that gives you a good story to, to sing. Right, it's going to be, a, I, I've got it, I've got it. It's going to be an adult song. Perfect. Great. 
but also doubles as a like a primer warning for the wee ones so that it's a family-friendly show at the front of don't wander off into the forest yes we're here we're in business i love it red willow gill (laughs) (laughs) who gave him coffee this morning holy (laughs) um Faye, if you allow it there, Quentin, um, with her just ability to do like the ceremony spell, she's gonna attempt to do like some sort of blessing of the the grove. Mm-hmm. Just because this corpse has been sitting for who yeah. knows how long. And the fact that it, you know, whatever spirits or entity or reason it drove to it started kidnapping people so if it's any kind of um just she's just gonna bless the ground basically kind of make it like a hallowed ground in a way if she can even if it's for like a limited amount of time if that makes uh, sense. like like we've discussed like earlier in the campaign that's just kind of like one of like phase like uh like as her um mm-hmm. background right yeah um and you kind of go to do that, and Faye or um, Ven, you can see he's like he's very young, as far as elves go. He is just a wee babe, and he is like very red in the cheeks, and you can see his eyes are like getting kind of watery after having like buried a couple dozen of like children, like keist children and fellow hunters and sages. Um, mm-hmm. And he just kind of gives you like a long, as like you're about to start your. Um, blessing of this grove sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, yeah Faye would have also helped Ven with any kind of saying quick words and uh, following suit for like whatever rituals the keist have themselves and then um, Faye's obviously not sure if these the um, northern rainforest gloom elves have similar rituals but she does a quick and simple like uh, gloom elf funeral rites and then we'll ask for um, input from corpse paint as well for those who are kintar in the wall of vines nice. just trying to bless and cleanse to hopefully prevent whatever mm. other madness that may have caused this to happen um, I'll let corpse uh, give uh, his explanation for the kintar um, and Ven says, as coastal elves, we usually give, um, you know, the other keist a choice between a forest burial or an ocean burial. Um, so we've done everything according to our traditions. Traditionally, there's a funeral pyre, depending on yeah. what the occupation of the uh, the kintar the kintars were. But I think in a symbolic gesture, I would say just bury alongside the keist. Whatever there isn't left to burn. Yeah, big nods from around the, the site. Um, and with that, um, basically we will fast track to Silva. And go into our break.
breaking news tonight. In a data breach of White House servers, many security recordings of U.S. President Joe Biden were leaked to the public. What has everyone talking is a clip of President Biden corresponding to the Secretary of State about a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Here is exclusive audio from the White House leak. My God, uh, fables of Latour, man. What an absolute masterpiece. Such an amazing story. Let me tell you, when Ember Waves died, I was crying so hard I almost declared a national holiday. Seriously, Critical Role has nothing on these guys, man. They're the best thing to come out of Canada since Ryan Reynolds and Lucky Logger. Follow them on uh, um, Spotify. Follow them on Spotify. Hello one, hello all. We truly hope you enjoy listening to our podcast as much as we enjoy making it. It would mean the world to us if you could rate and review The Fables of Latour. It goes a long way to growing our community, and to put it plainly, we just love hearing from you. So thanks again, and as always, we'll see you in the wilds of Latour. Fable of Latour listeners, welcome back. From the break. <laughs> Murphy, you can be a listener and a player. Thank you. Um, we are back in the city in the trees. So you guys are walking through like what is a pretty like uh it's it's pretty dense and there's not a lot down here at the floor of Silva. And you hear um Ven give a couple whistles. And after a moment, that same little uh, bridge, not bridge, that same little uh, wooden elevator-esque thing um, creaks and moans its way down from the tree canopy. And you guys all climb aboard and you are brought back up into Silva proper. Um, You are met by the two hunters who guard this um, entrance. Uh, They'll give you nods and then leads you to the throne room. Uh, you walk in there, and once again, Queen Trilara is sitting on her elegant throne of ever-weaving um, springtime flora. And she says, Vendavar and the Red Willow Guild, it's good to see you are back. Was everything successful? And then kind of nods and explains the situation and then kind of defers to Nordum to give a recap as he kind of just excuses himself kind of randomly he just kind of leaves you guys there and you're just there with Queen Trelara and of course the royal guard that line the halls but they don't really pay attention to you or as we're talking uh, no, I'm kind of just like watch him leave and then kind of like, oh, I, uh, I, yes, uh, we, we just searched the jungle. The last known places that, uh, your young Lin and hunters were found. And, uh, after it was probably like a day search. Yeah. About that. Yeah. After about a day search, uh, we, we came across some weird looking vines. Uh, one of our, Rom actually got sucked into it and uh, we kind of just, uh, Valorous kind of punched his way through it, uh, got through and 
was just a easy one two knockdown and then that was about it well you make that entire ordeal uh, sound easy master dwarf but i'm glad to hear that the threat has been dealt with hey um uh, we- yes the dragon blood fellow Right. Um, for those that were missing, uh, our lovely uh, Faye uh, and Corpse Saint as well, um, both were under the direction of Nordum, able to uh, appropriately <clears throat> deal with the passage of those that were gone and not to speak out of turn, both to you, Nordum, or to you, uh, lady, but um, they are under the guise of watch of these two uh, quite resting peacefully. So while action wars dealt, um, families can also hopefully rest with that. And that will all be that I say on that matter. Until then, owes me his beer. Uh, she kind of just puts her heavy stare upon you, and then um, it kind of fades um, into a, a nice smile. And um, she says, uh, it is regretful to hear of their end, but it does me good to know that they were treated justly. As for my end of the bargain, a gift each shall be your request, and if it was a, and if it is within my power, it shall be yours. And she puts her uh, gaze upon you first, uh, Nordum. Uh, hmm. Probably should have thought of this. Her gift. Oh boy! Beforehand. Uh. You probably. If anyone knows right off the bat, they can just go first. Uh, well, probably Nordum would kind of like bring up his axe in both of his hands um, and say, I I heard uh, that you elves up here have a really good connection with magic and imbuing weapons. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, wondering, because I'm more the building of them. I'm not more of the magic side of them and I was just wondering if you could maybe help boost this axe a bit she uh, gives you a, a very like funny smirk and she goes it would be my genuine honor shall I surprise you I I do like good surprises um, definitely not the bad ones but this should be a good surprise so I, I'll take the surprise okay. She um, holds out both her hands, if you would. Normal. Very gently handed over. And she kind of like walks down to you so you can pass it to her. And she is like, how tall do you think Norm is? Like four and a half feet tall? Uh, I think I have it somewhere. Uh, he's four foot five. Okay. So she, she stands uh, a solid like twice your height. And... um. She holds the haft of the weapon with both hands and she kind of holds it straight up and down. 
and she whispers a couple words to the the point of the haft. And you see these keystone runes start to glow on either side and run their way down. And she hands it back to you. And she says, this is a little spell that the sages have perfected. If you smash your axe into the ground, you will produce a directed earthquake, as it were. Well, that that's going to come in handy. Also, I, I, I wasn't expecting it so quickly. Sorry, I thought you'd have to take it and, you know, do things I... Uh, but perfect this worked great uh thank you kindly my lady and you kind of see as she's like as she had said her her whispering words a pendant around her neck with a beautiful carved cedar tree on it glows like a bright green um and then she says who is next oh actually um uh your highness do you have the ability to find a trinket that would allow the wearer or bearer to communicate with animals? I absolutely um, have something just like that. Um, and she kind of like snaps her fingers and a sage walks out from um, one of the many doorways in this throne room. And it's a ring. And she hands it to you. And um, basically it is this ring and it kind of looks like it's got like uh, um, leaves that are like intertwined with like um, animal footprints, like different paw prints. Mm-hmm. And she says, slip that on and you may communicate with animals at will. At will, like uh, limitless throughout the day? You better believe it. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, thank you, uh, Your Highness. And gives a quick bow and lo- looks to Nordum with like a "that'll help with the dragon" look. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Normal kind of nod back. Which and, I'm assuming oh. is in rent a tent at the moment. The dragon yes. probably. Yes, I I, I believe you lured it in there with some. Snacks. Yeah. All right. Who's next? I um. <clears throat> I only ask of um. A promise. In that, uh, be not quick to judge. Uh, those who enter your forest uh, under red scales as it were Um, my dad's a guard so she says um, you will always be welcome in the treetops of Silva I don't think he can bow lower uh, yeah. <laughs> hang on uh, dexterity 16 yeah no uh, maybe yeah, a little lower but 
should pull uh oh fuck what's her name from lord of the rings when she gives gimli three hairs uh, galadriel galadriel yeah galadriel yeah. should just give you three green hairs no <laughs> all right corpse or brom do you have a request yeah i think everybody's looking at brom and he kind of looks around just like i didn't really do much of anything ah how about a feast with your people I think that would be a lovely experience. Feast. We can do, my friend. Well, then you just made me a very happy man. Thank you, your highness. And then she looks to corpse paint, and she says, You have proved yourself an asset to the great northern rainforest. And I do not bestow this upon many, but... You two are always welcome. In Silva, you will find a handful of your kind living in the trees with us. Well, it's a great honor. I know it's not an easy thing, especially given the history of our people. Thank you. I do not take it for granted. And if I may, mm. would your forgiveness... For all of your people that I am responsible for, everyone I've killed, would that be too much to ask? Um, she says, um, from me, forgiveness is what I bestow, but I am not one with the families that you have stolen from. Their forgiveness alone is theirs to give. Corpse will nod. And then she claps two hands together. And you guys are escorted, basically, into like these nice uh, rooms. You guys can relax, take a long rest. And she says, a feast will be thrown tonight. And tomorrow, if it is your wish, you can be on your way. Thank you. And with that, if there's anything you guys need to do in Silva, absolutely. Um, if there's any roleplay you want to do, let me know. Otherwise, we can start our journey to Claw Canyon. If uh, if anything, I would we like we don't actually have to roleplay this. You can just tell me. Like, I would want to meet the few Kintar that are in Silva. Yeah, and just get a like just get a sense of like where they stand on the whole. Obviously, if they're living there, they advocate for peace between. Yeah. But he would just spend a good, like a good 10 minutes or so talking to each one of them, getting their insight. And if there's anything yeah. he could take away from those conversations. So it's like explored more quite a bit in book two. And it is referenced in book one that there are a few families of Kintar living in Silva. Um, but the Kintar and their ways of, you know, being warriors and showing their prayer to Lokor through battle is starting to fade and wane and people are now leaving Claw Canyon and other Kintar settlements specifically to seek out a more peaceful and uh, healthy way of life essentially um, and everyone you talk to in Silva that is a Kintar explains that you know they, they came here through their own means seeking peace and it took some time to gain the trust of the keys, but it did come eventually and 
now they are just accepted as one of their own kind of thing. Okay, cool. And also, just to sort of get the sense of it, like, would you say, like being the creator of everything, that Mm -hmm. both races are at fault for like this long battle? Or is it mainly like the Kintar are the sole perpetrators? No, it's, it's kind of like one of those vicious cycles, you know, like the Kintar attack and the Keist are like, well, we have to get back at them. And so it's just a perpetual loop of you attack me, I'll attack you kind of thing. No, okay, cool. Yeah. Nordum would definitely take this time to find a quiet spot with Valorous and talk some shit out there, which we'll probably have to role play next episode. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make a mental note that it gets... Uh, yeah, he'll experience that. He'll also get to choose his gift. Yeah. And um, you guys can have that conversation. Because, yeah, there's a lot of shit to unpack there. Yeah. Um, Murph, you had something? I or a question for Miss Walker. Um, if there's a, a moment of your time, as it were. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, Aiden, Aiden Fleck O'Connor, uh, is the name, but, uh, you mentioned several times being able to, um, contact others. Um, are you dead, alive? I don't really... Um, I am more familiar with contact alive. alive. Okay, um, so it's, that's a good start. <laughs> it is a good start. I, um, with the caretaker as um, a shepherd of souls, I can try. I haven't really I just talk beyond the veil of that sort, so... I, I'm... I don't know if she is. I am... uh, owing a lot of money for trying to... Well, many different reasons, but uh, more so trying to sink it into finding... Out. Uh, she's still kicking about. Um, but my sister. Uh, and we're full. Sorry. Aiden will um, uh, minor image a small version of uh, his sister with uh, kind of like a you can tell that she's like fake dyed some of her scales on the left hand side this is an older image of like the age of 16 she's a red dragonborn but has like a purple shock um (laughs) has uh you know kind of ill-fitting ragged clothing but this is probably anywhere between It, it would be a much younger sister if it was time period accurate but Probably not at this point. Um, I, I've 
tried a couple people in the past. I saw her about five years ago. It's been about five years ago. Um, just if you can. Uh, I can I can try for sure. What's her name? If you Sersha. don't mind me asking. Beautiful name. And I think it fits you better, but I like Murphy too. So um, what would Murphy you prefer, prefer me call you in front of the group? They're all going to find out eventually. It's more so what you call me when we hit major cities. I... Uh, well, it's three gates. There's a reason I'm with you right now. And I'm sure you all kind of picked up on that a bit quicker than I wanted you to. But um, how about when we hit major metropolis? We'll have a, a chat about a day and a half before, a day before, and uh, talk about what I need to be called. And if you have questions as to why, then... We'll discuss them then. I I know that everyone has their reasons to keep things close to heart. Um, and up until I met Valorous, I kept a lot to my chest. And even now with, <laughs> with the new family that I'm getting with the Willow Guilds, there's still lots that I haven't shared, so I understand, and I won't pry. So. I appreciate your uh, discretion, and perhaps uh, searches between us for the time being. Of course, of course. Thank you. Is if if you can, if you can, I you learn not to get your hopes up. So. Um. Uh, is there any particular message you want me to relay? I I have a small window of words that I can use, but just a check-in. I love her. I miss her. I hope she's all right. Okay. Um, if you if you don't mind, and she'll uh, just like reach out her hands for you to hold if you want. I think this will help just get a connection a little bit better. But it's up to you and she'll cast sending to Mur Murphy will. There's like a solid five second internal dilemma of like. He's a charlatan. He's a thief like. Oh, look, someone vulnerable who's closed their eyes and extending their hands. And he's like, wait, no, no, this person's helping you. Like, there's that internal dilemma. But he will he will eventually reach out and be like, oh, she's actually doing this mm -hmm. right now. OK, cool. Like, Eyes closed. If you're planning on pickpocketing me, know that I have a friend that will definitely kick your ass. And it's not, he's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And we'll attempt. Attempt to cast sending to Sersha. 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 Uh, dear God. Just dear a, God. um, hello. My name is Faye, a friend of your brother's. Just wanted to let you know 
He's safe. Are you safe? Where are you? He misses you. Loves you. Um, see if she gets a reply. <laughs> oh boy, hey. It does say in the spell with which you are familiar. Like, mm-hmm. it depends on what your de- definition of familiarity is, but Murph, Murph yeah. has, has definitely gone to like crystal ball scrying orb seers to attempt to do this, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they can kind of do it, but like he doesn't fully understand especially concerning we're now in the realm of like underground kind of magic for Latour of like divination right. no bueno so like he's been illegally yeah. trying to do shit for a while and um, I, I depending <laughs> on what her fucking situation is too yeah because so. I was I was just checking it on her backstory and stuff um you actually do get something back, Faye. Okay. And she says, on this sensitive mission in Rogar, I need my brother soon await further contact. And you get like a through like this divine sending spell, kind of like a begrudgingly sister. Yeah, I love him too. <laughs> and then nothing. Nothing. Okay. Um. You Murphy? look up and uh, yeah, Murphy is. Uh... Closing his eyes and praying as a bard, which <laughs> you can imagine the level of futility. Uh, there are years behind this in which there's a resignation that's already kind of on his face. But the faintest glimmer of hope. Well, I know the sister's affection very well. She, She's... Um, She's on a sensitive mission in Rogar. She will need your help soon and that I am to wait for further contact from her. And with a smile, she like, and she, I guess she kind of likes you too. <laughs> now, it's a conversation for another day. I think we need to talk about potentially why we just don't have good history with Rogar is all I'm going to say. So I, I, I try to keep an open mind, uh, but we just have no, uh, uh, very little history and what history we do have is not good. This may be, um, of a conversation for after a feast with everyone present, which as much as it, you were able to speak with her. I was. 
she um i i get i don't i don't get like a, a huge weight off his shoulders um he gives you like pulls you closer and gives you a bit of a little hug he just says thank you any time let's get you a drink hey Right, where is Vendavar? That bastard owes me a beer. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I you, don't you even guys, know for what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wanted one. You guys um, pretty much have this big feast. There are many keist hunters, sages, citizens all getting burnt up in here. Turns out the keist know how to have a good time. Um. This intense, um, like hard fermented, um, uh, like cedar bark ale is like the norm for everyone here. Um, on top of the wine, a lot of wine mostly, but they do have ale. Um, no doubt Nordum taps a keg all for himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, a night of merriment is had. Um, you guys can all take, yeah. I, I mean, Faye does want to have a quick conversation with Corpse Pain, but we can move on if we need to. Yeah. All, all the role play is encouraged. All the, all the role play. <laughs> um, yeah, I get, you. Like, Sorry, go ahead. I was just like, Faye's just waiting for a moment where Corpse Paint is not talking, obviously, and trying to do his Kintar thing. Yeah, you probably catch him as he's just finishing off a conversation with a fellow Kentar and maybe a couple Keist. You could tell the conversation was probably very philosophical <laughs> and ends in nice handshakes. You know, his big hand clasping a little cup of tea, just like <laughs> reaching it under his mask. I feel like Faye at some points has probably purchased a slightly bigger cup of tea cup so that you can have something that's not so dainty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh well, this is what they gave me. Oh I like well, it. there you go. It's, it's carved out of a cedar. It's nice. Oh, that's interesting. I've never had. It's, it's cool. Um, I, I just. Sorry, go ahead. I'm... I just, I just wanted to say that I never got the opportunity to thank you. Oh, for what? While coming halfway across the world for me well well of course I mean you're part of the Willow Guild of course we would have followed you I I know that we just want to see you succeed and thrive and um, I get an ominous threat in my head that you're gonna be you know your safety was in, in danger and I, I wanted to make sure that you were you were safe and I am glad uh, we are glad that you are and I just want to know what your thoughts are now are we are you still planning on going to Claw Canyon I don't have a reason not to at this point my intention right from the start upon finding out about the war is if I can move up the ranks in the Templars, I can marshal the forces and the muscle to help out in the war. 
I mean, that would be beneficial for sure. I imagine I'm not a strategy person, really, as you can probably tell. I hate reading. Um, <laughs> just know that I think at this point there's a little choice for you that we will and I will help you with whatever you need for that. Well, thank you for saying so, Faye. If it's any consolidation, as of now, I consider myself a part of the Red Willow Guild. I shall not betray you again. Good, However... Yes. I feel, I feel we get interrupted a lot. There's a lot of masculine energy in the Red Willow Guild. Me? Ah, oh, nah. I'm... It's fine. I don't have much to really add normally into planning and strategies and all that stuff. I can just... I can just tell when I don't like people and that's about it. <laughs> well, believe me when I say this, this guild would probably fall apart if it wasn't for you. So don't sell yourself too short. Uh, uh, I'll try not to. Um, I am still taking to heart your lessons that you have taught me so far. Between the sword lessons and <laughs> what you... Just what you said. Uh, at this point, cycles ago, I guess. Yes. Uh, um, uh, Faye, if I may... Mm. I say this because I trust you and I need to not internalize it. But upon talking to the, the people here and just everything that has transpired within the past couple months, my intention is to move up the ranks within the Templar, use their muscle for the war, and I think it's time for them to either be reorganized or to be dismantled. I'm sure the war will. Tell me the answer. That's, um... That's a big decision. <laughs> well, I hope you trust me. Uh, she gives a smile and... Of course I do. You... Didn't just outright kill me when you were contracted to find me. And you have not given me any reason to not trust you. Other than just, you know, you disappearing without really saying goodbye and then me just wanting to hit your face for it. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of disappearing, there goes Brom again. Uh, well, I'm sure he finds a... a <laughs> What's the... He has a a port in every harbor? Is that a... That's how the oh, saying wow. goes? That was an excellent Any saying. port in a storm. <laughs> that key stealth is at least a half a foot taller than him. It is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> a handsome devil. I mean, he'll find someone everywhere, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Look at that hunk of meat. All right, that's all I have to say. Yeah, same here. All right. Well, a new day. You guys are uh, led down to the fourth floor. Um, 
Ven is kind of standing there. And he says, uh, Well, it was a true honor getting to fight alongside of you. Uh, I wish I could join, but my place is here, unfortunately. And I wish you all the best. And if any of you guys want to stop in again for a visit, I'll be here. If you ever find yourself down in Red Willow, we'll hit you up for a drink. I'm going to hold you to that, Faye Walker. Um, just out of curiosity, where abouts is the Gloom Elf settlement that's here in the rainforest? It's about two days uh, uh, east and um, south a bit of Claw Canyon. They've kind of carved out a nice uh, chunk of land for themselves. The uh, the forest is a little less dense and uh, populated near the border. And uh, I think they find it easier to worship the stars from back there. It would be a great place to do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Of course. Don't have too much fun. Uh, with that, he kind of gives you guys a wink and he just scales one of these trees and uh, is gone. Corpse, it is up to you to now lead them to Clock Canyon. Noldum. Oh, Corpse, you're, you're still here. I, I wasn't sure if you ran off and got captured again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, kidding. So, okay, I'm kidding. Okay, so, so he... <laughs> he, uh... He does his traditional corpse paint, just that deadpan stare with the mask. Like, it's almost like, you know, he becomes a statue as he's mm-hmm. looking at you. <laughs> and then he will just slap your arm. Perfect. Uh, he'll kind of, like, slap you back in, like, your lower back, because he can't reach that high. And be like, <laughs> all right, um, uh, show us the way, I guess, because we have no idea where we are. Well, maybe some of you do, but I have no idea where we are. Friends, this way, if you will. All right. And we sing hi-ho the whole way. Hell yeah, you do. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Do-do-do. A a sweet-ass montage um, going through uh, the forest floor, uh, all singing hi-ho. Swinging your arms and hips high and low, and uh, skipping and whistling the entire way, frolicking in those wildflowers. Um, and you guys uh, rest for the night. Um, probably set up rent a tent, set up a watch. I imagine. Right. Uses the ring, the ring to talk to the dragon. By all means, you are welcome yeah. to, um, yeah, I will, uh, close over to our nighttime map. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the little dragon. This is um, a little dragon. It's a little, um, not so little as anymore. It's about the size of, I would say, like a golden retriever now. So she's growing. You, you, you see she's eaten like most of that puma sheep you left out for her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and when you guys walk in, you know, pretty much just excited fucking puppy running around. Um, definitely escapes outside. And yeah, go about your business. Um, oh, Nordum, go ahead. We're going to need to get that thing of home here soon a home it, we gonna well, leave her not, here? no i mean just saying it's not gonna fit in the rent tent soon no i know this is the um i, I, I mean i have no idea i'm still maintaining that that is a fucking dragon that you're just having and i understand it's friendly i get it but like it's a dragon Nordum, you're right. In like what a week, you won't be you won't be able to move it. So like, what happens if it's like, oh, they're small? <laughs> she just she just kind of looks at you this whole time you're talking, Murphy, and just like Hi. narrows her big green eyes at you. Hi, yes. Hi, you, yes. Hi, you. I hate how like perceptive, insightful. I don't know. Whatever this is. And then, and then a, a glowing butterfly flaps by, by her, and then she starts chasing it and tries yeah. to fly to catch it. Fails. Well, okay. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> like, how how close to success is it, though? <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not great. Okay. Um, Golden Retriever. <laughs> so, the... Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it like gets like a few inches off the ground and like hovers there for a minute and then just like falls on her butt um and just like kind of that over and over again lovely uh i think i mean on we don't need to rp this at all but like Faye is just gonna test out the rain and like uh testing can you understand me um looks at you not quite yet. Not an animal. I fucking shit. Yeah, not a, not a beast. Yeah. Stop. Wait, uh, speaks dragon. Hundred percent. Well, it's a dragon. It's not, and, a, it's not an animal. And we have someone in the party who is a dragon. <laughs> oh, now Nordum needs me. Interesting. <laughs> However, Faye, if you want to retcon and say you wanted a ring that speaks Draken, I would I would allow it. I, I kind of assumed you wanted it for speak with animals, but uh I mean no well I mean yeah, like she wanted to specifically commune with the yeah. with the dragon, but would she have been smart enough to ask specifically? Probably not. She's got an intelligence of eight guys. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. She's oh, heckin' wise, but she's not smart. Yeah. Alright, well, you do have a dragon blood in the party, so that's about Yeah. So I think there would probably been about, like, five minutes of Faye trying to commune with this yeah. dragon. This ring, this ring doesn't work. <laughs> no, like, she quite literally throw, like takes it off her finger and, like, hucks it into the... <laughs> Not far, but like yeah. hucks it kind of across the other side of camp. What are you? It's worth gold. <laughs> it's, a, it's not working. I can't talk to this thing. I can't talk to her. What dialect are you speaking? 
I don't, I, I don't know. I asked for Laura to give me a ring that I can talk to animals. Oh, I see my. <laughs> That's not I an animal. See. No. Yeah. yeah, I get that now, Murphy. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> hey, you have some dragon blood in you, right? A bit presumptive, but <laughs> yes. What do you want? I just want. I just want to try to train her so she doesn't get hurt. I firstly, you don't. This, this is not how to train your dragon. That's that's not a that's not a thing that exists in this world. Uh, and secondly, but it <laughs> don't you want I, to be a dragon I, rider? A dragon blood on a dragon? That's so cool. Right, and All then right. they turn around and eat me. Also, like we respect these beasts they're not beasts because your ring would have worked but still uh you get the group what do you want me to say to her i guess if she's happy to stay here for the time being or if she wants to go on her own you're literally just checking in anything else I, that's what i want that's what i wanted to do at first it's fine ring. <clears throat> also that like that's at least at least the first round of the next part we get to. I just, I'm, I'm making that known. Uh, mm. Switches to Draconic. With deep reverence, he speaks. Oh. Young and powerful one. They mean you no harm, and they only wish to inquire as to whether or not you enjoy the presents and the offerings that they give you. Or whether you wish to go and nest into natural insect. You see, uh, her eyes just get like impossibly wide when you start talking to her. Um, and she goes, he's um, fully averting his gaze, by the way, like, oh, okay, good to know. And she goes, um, Wow, this this is such a treat. I didn't think anyone spoke when I was just talking to myself in the head. You know? You talked yourself in the head? Constantly, and it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm being alone with your thoughts. It's weird. Um, I love these guys. Like, I don't know how to put it, but like, I love, love these guys. They're so cool. That one, the shorter one, his beard, so fluffy. I just love mm. to chew on it. It tastes delicious. I wish yes. I had a beard sometimes. And you wouldn't you would enjoy more of that, is what you're saying. I would. I would. Oh, mm. squirrel. And she just kinda like watches the squirrel walk by. But um I shall inform them. <laughs> right, so uh <clears throat> Loves it here. She's got a few demands, uh, mostly uh, with regards to the food situation, as well as the Nordum situation. Not to get into it. Let it get him here. Get him here. Get him here. <laughs> Nordum, you walk over. <laughs> Nor Norm will walk over. Well, as soon as you do, she's doing that thing again where like her front legs are down and she's just like ready to pounce on you. Stay down. Put those <laughs> arms. Stay down. No. Right. right. No, no, Nordum. 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 
has uh, uh, has been sequestered unto me within regards to knowledge for her to grow uh, and to gain like a remarkable intelligence and protect individuals of the forest. She needs to be able to self-proclaim from her hone hunting skills as well as be able to, I believe it was nest aggressively into calm and soft spots <laughs> such as beds of hay, linen, fur, um, hair of sorts. You know, that that sort of What, what are you getting at? <laughs> just spit it out with all this barred stuff. Just get, get to the point. No, this is... Nordum, this isn't... You're, you're talking about a very regal and majestic creature, and she is saying for her own development and intuitive nature to move forward in life. <laughs> you gotta be a plaything for a bit. It just, like, that's <laughs> Your beard is bushy, and it reminds her of home and mom to some degree. Um, and she just jumps on you, but, like bites your beard and then hangs freely and it's just horrendously painful right ride it through ride it through embrace embrace i will just like grab her and like pull her up so she's not pulling on anymore <laughs> i i don't then we'll do like a slight in check site on murph to see if he's somewhat telling the truth Oh, hell yeah, baby. <laughs> 15 plus 5, that's a 20. 18 plus 11. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, yeah, Murphy speaks only the truth here, Nordal. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a draconic figure speaking of dragons, which you know they revere in your very knowledge of our customs and culture. <laughs> I will slightly tolerate this, but I'm not being a toy. <laughs> no, right, right, look no. down at, I'm not a toy. Right. In Draconic, he says he's cool with being a toy. <laughs> she goes, yes! And then she just takes a big bite out of your beard. Uh, but like a clean bite. <laughs> it doesn't hurt or nothing. I... <laughs> Uh, she just totally fucks off and goes and fishes for dinner with this pond that you guys have camped beside. Oh, so she does have survival skills. That's good. Yeah, she's terrible at it. But she's learning. Okay. Also fish. Yeah. Dragon's lucky I'll grow that back in three days, but... <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Good first session with the dragon. <laughs> Faye does go and pick up the ring that she so carelessly threw across camp right. and he just pockets it you, you never know you never mm -hmm. know now you can tell she's embarrassed by her lack of ability to think through her, her request for the gift and it's just like it's yeah it's fine of course I totally meant to ask for that um <laughs> And as you guys are all kind of sitting around camp, this horrifying uh, yell uh, echoes through the forest. And after about 30 seconds, uh, about 10 Kintar, all clad in uh, leather, 
um, like leather strapping armor, lots of furs, lots of hides, um, pretty much surround your camp. And Corpse Paint, you know that these are not Templars, but these are the Berserkers and Raiders of Claw Canyon. Yeah. Corpse used to be one. Oh, there you go. Um, and one of them comes up to you guys. And he is this tall, huge ass, um, red skinned, red eyed um, Kintar with more scars and um, weapons attached to him than is probably safe for any living humanoid. Um, and a great um, uh, bastard sword attached to his back. Um, and it looks like it's made out of a single piece of bone. And uh, you know this corpse paint to be Neor Sword Splinter. Mm -hmm. And he approaches you. Um, corpse paint, you're back in the forest. Sword Splinter, good to see you, my friend. He uh, he kind of extends his forearm to clasp you at the elbow and uh, greet you as an equal. Mm -hmm. Well, I, uh, I'm assuming you're making your way back to Claw Canyon, then. That is the truth. Would you like an escort? If you would, be so kind. Uh, I would be glad to. I'm afraid your companions, uh, especially the dwarf, look like they might make some fine clothing. Well... These individuals are with me. And I assure you, if you were to see the might of this dwarven individual, you would think otherwise. Let it be known amongst the Kintar, then. These are not to be trifled with. Much appreciated. You see, Murphy, like quite a few of these Kintar are looking you up and down. Like, damn, you would make some fine armor. All right, well, <laughs> darlings, if you're looking to wear me, I'll be sitting on your face. But outside of that, uh, don't be getting your knives out. <sighs> Corpse paint looks at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. You can't see his face, but you can discern from the body language that yeah. he is saying, like, do not talk that way to these fucking people. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, the, the two Kintar that, like, you say this to, like they like try their hardest not to just give in to like great um laughs pure brutality <laughs> yeah like that yeah um Nior looks at you corpse paint and uh says oh looks like you've brought a talker with you it appears that way let us make haste then back home and essentially you guys walk for another couple of hours um, during that time, you hear more, uh, Kintar roars, um, and they almost sound like they're, like, um, working a, like, a grid pattern. Like, it kind of, like, goes from one side all the way around. Surmise, it's, like, creating a radius around Claw Canyon, a way of, like, keeping in touch with each other. Um, and so... As morning 
arrives. You guys enter Claw Canyon. Um, and immediately as like you arrive at this edge where the land just drops off um, hundreds of meters, you see that there are these spectacular um, home um, built up and down the jagged cliffs and walls of the canyon. Um, these timber homes cling to the blackened, wet, mossy rock like fungi to a trunk. And long bridges um, strung between these buildings are supported by thick rope and pretty much sway between the howling wind. And the canyon right now being uh, springtime is just filled with a heavy uh, mist. It just kind of swirls throughout the whole um, city, essentially. And um, Nior um, leads you guys down this like staircase that's carved into the cliff wall. And now you see there are like thousands of Kintar here. And this, as you know, Corpse Bane is the biggest Kintar settlement. And one building strikes you as particularly uh, extravagant. As you know, it is the home of Templar. And Nior looks at you, Corpse Paint, and he says, I would be remiss if I did not take you to Chief Warsmith. Garrus Dinyara first. However, if you demand, we can part ways here, and you can go and meet the Khaldun. Is there any business that the General has for me? Well, there have been developments, but those can wait. You are here to see our order, no doubt. Indeed I am. But we can... Have some words, if my friends here would be so willing. I, I wouldn't let them too far out of your sight, if you know what I mean. I suppose you are right. It has been a while. And like, as you guys are walking through these like great rope bridges, there are like um, doors that are made out of humanoid bones. There are skulls that act as like... Um, Lanterns. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much as like just gothic and macabre as you can imagine is um, Quentin, if I may, yeah. um, backtracking a little bit. When the Kintar, the Ten Kintar were kind of eyeing up Murphy yeah. uh, after his comments, Faye would quickly, if she can, slip on her uh, owl plague doctor's mask. Because not that she would ever tell Corpse Pain she's terrified to go to Claw Canyon because this is the place that the contract was born, right? So she's scared to go back to mm. be the Templars. <laughs> so she's Smart. slipping her mask on and is going to keep a low profile as much as she can. Nice. And is very pale and trembling under her mask. <laughs> Good to know. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well... We will have to make it known that my friends here are not to be trifled with, and I also need to make sure that it is also by my authority. I do not want anybody stepping out of line. These are you people here that to the, to the guild. So are you saying no, that no, no, no. I'm sorry. I should, I should have specified. Yes, yeah, no. To uh, Tenor. Tenor. Okay. They are essential in helping me accomplish a mission. However, I will explain everything to the general as well. 
um, a other uh, Kintar um, walks down the rope bridge to meet you guys. And they are a um, very tall, very muscular. Um, at first, you kind of um, have some uh, female qualities to them. Um, but they go by Rinya Whitblade. And they come up to you and say, um, Nyor, you found them. Good. Chief Warsmith is waiting in the temple. She heard of your arrival and figured to make things quick. Nyor kind of nods and looks at you, coarse paint, says, well, that makes things easy. We'll do the traditional warrior forearm embrace. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, I'll go off with a All right. person here. So you guys um, follow uh, Rinya and Yor, and they escort you into the, not into, but up to the Templar's um, grand establishment. And Kanan, do you have any like idea of what this would like, look like in your mind? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, I would imagine similar to the Keys that they are very adapted to the actual landscape itself like their architecture mm -hmm. is very integrated with the canyon and the rocks and the trees it would maybe appear that way from the outside but it almost looks like it's an old gothic church of scent of uh mm -hmm. of sorts and uh all these statues with you know the same sort of featureless engraved mask and the hood like the Templars throughout history on the outside and on the inside it is very immaculate and probably has marble and gold it's very very religious nice that yep. is spectacular yeah almost like a gothic church mixed with where Batman was training in Batman Begins with <laughs> Pool yeah. Up there. like yeah there's like all these integral it like really crazy training grounds with all these weird things, all these weird mechanisms that these Templars wearing masks are all training on and stuff like that, yeah. Hell yeah. So you guys pass uh, Nyor and um, Rinya and you walk through this insane temple and you feel extraordinarily out of place and at the far end of this temple are um, two Kintar one uh, resembling much uh, like Corpse Paint does, uh, except his mask is significantly unique. Um, it's just a little more extraordinary. I don't have an image exactly per se just yet, uh, but I am working on <laughs> Um And across from them is um, who you know Corpse Paint to be uh, Chief Warsmith. And the Warsmiths are essentially the um, elected leaders of the Kintar. Mm -hmm. And her name is Skarastin Yara. And again, all of these characters feature prominently in the Siege of Shadow. And she means fucking business. Um, dark red eyes, again, like many of the Kintar, covered in tattoos, um, braided hair, and just a perpetual scowl on her face. And, um, they pretty much look to you, Corpse Paint. And then you see Scara looking up your companions up and down. And 
Khaldun says, uh, You have made it for your trials, Corpse Paint. Yes, my lord. Well, you know what that entails, then. The sunken swamp, and you accept these conditions? Aye. Well, we will not stand on ceremony here. If there's anything you wish to say or do, let it be known before your trial begins. Behind me, they are my associates. They are not to be harmed as long as they are in Claw Canyon. They are the Red Willow Guild, and if I am successful, my sanction of the Templars and the Red Willow Guild will be working closely. They have come to help me... Well, they have helped me get here quicker than I could have by my own means. That is my only request. Um, Khaldun nods um, in agreeance, and Chief Warsmith looks at um, you, Faye. And you have very, like, uh, like your tattoos and your skin are, like, visible and present, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she does like have um, like breastplate, but mm-hmm. she leaves with like a little bit of chainmail underneath it. But like her yeah. arms would be exposed. She would like as soon as she puts on the mask, uh, however long ago it was during the walk in the woods, she would try to wrap her cloak around herself as much as she can to conceal herself. Right. But yeah. you know, it's it is what it is, right? So, Scara places her um, disarming and stern look upon you. And she goes, um, I've often admired the Gloom Elves. Why do you travel with corpse? Uh, Bay's voice is uh, a little shaken as she's trying to gain courage to be addressing to this freaking terrifying, stunning horrifying lady (laughs) (laughs) he is a trusted comrade he does well in fights and I wish to see him succeed in his trials ma'am she just uh, chuckles at that please keep the pleasantries to yourself they're not needed here and then she kind of looks at the rest of you you have my permission to stay in the city. You will not be harmed. And Khaldun looks at you, Corpse Paint, and he says, let your trial begin. And that is where we will end this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this production of Fables of Latour. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes, and give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter for any future updates.